Welcome to the Men Are The Prize podcast. This is a safe space for men just like you to be open, vulnerable, and emotional. Every week, a new case study steps out of his comfort zone to discuss masculinity. Using the prize mantra, we discuss important aspects of being a man. This is the who, what, where, when, and how of manhood. Men are the prize, the podcast. Men are the prize. I know that was bad because of the camera. It's okay. The mm-hmm. podcast, I'm Harvey, your host. How are you? How's the week? How's the month? How's the year? How are you feeling, man? How are you handling life right now? I know you, you're dodging punches and you're dealing with shenanigans, but I hope you're handling it well. I hope you're handling it like a man, emotionally, vulnerably. We, it, stuff happens, but you're handling it right. And that's the most important thing. Life isn't perfect, but how we handle it is the best way to deal with life. Do it well. Do it like the prize that I know that you are. Um, if you listen to this podcast or you watched it, this is a space for men. We talk about us, masculinity, what it's like to be a man, how we handle life as a man. But masculinity is an interesting subject, and I like to get into that a few times. Once in a while, we talk about it. What does it mean to be masculine? How did you learn it? What have you seen? What men have you seen around you? What is it, you know, is there anything that makes you less man and you're more man? You know, we'll get into that. I have two men on here, two, who are gonna talk with us and what attracted me to hopefully get them on here and I'm lucky enough for them to come is the name of their podcast. Derek Paulson and James Jaworski, the two hosts of Straight Love. I love that name. I love it. How you guys doing today? Beautiful, man. Fantastic. Great to see you. Great to be here. So super great to be here, Harvey. Thank you for having us, man. Really, we're big fans of the podcast. And uh, you're uh, like I was telling you before, your your enthusiasm is infectious. And we love that you're uh, that you're an advocate for men and you're the the kind of voice that they need right now. Oh, we need it. I needed it when I was younger. I'm doing it now. And I know there's people who in that same situation. I hope I just want to be able to spread that. So thank you. I appreciate the compliment. Um, Right to the point. When we talk about masculinity, does sexuality need to be part of that conversation? Great question. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I don't think it should be denied. I think it's, there's definitely a masculine and a feminine energy. That's my opinion right now. That opinion could change. Someone could present different facts, uh, perspective, whatever it could be. But I think that We both, masculine and feminine, we embody both. Um, Is it equal? Is it the same proportion ratio? Different for everybody. But I think to answer it in a little bit of a long-winded way, I think it is part of the discussion, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, Harvey, I wasn't expecting you to hit us with something like that right off the hop, man. That's that's a really interesting (laughs) question. Um, I, I mean... I don't know that it needs to be. I mean, I, 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 I to be honest, like, I don't know how one would uh, needs to involve the other. Um, you know, men can be masculine without necessarily being sexual. Uh, but I think that the more masculine that you are, the more maybe sexual the sex appeal that you have, depending on the kind of women that you're surrounding yourself with. So I appreciate what Jim is saying for sure. The yin to the yang, the female to the 
to the, to the male uh, energy and that kind of thing. Um, but I, I don't know that the two are synonymous, that you need to have a, you know, sexuality and masculinity together. I ask that. Um, it's the more I do these episodes and these questions come to me and I talk a lot to black men and in my community, mm -hmm. in the black community, who you sleep with, who you love is a huge oh. part of the kind of man that you perceive to be. And it's, it's little comments, you know, and like I said, when I spoke to you, this is a, an adult podcast. It's little comments, you know, if you don't do this, step up and be a man. Oh, if you handle this, you handle this like a bitch. So, you know, stop being a little girl. So little comments that are thrown at us mm. when we don't do things that are masculine, that we don't do things that a man is supposed to do. The response is almost where well, you're being kind of a woman type of thing. Interesting, interesting. And, and so that's why I ask, because can I just be a man and you, do you need to know who I love? Hmm. Can I just be a father? Can I, could I just adopted a child? Could I be, can I have a man as a husband? Does that make me less of a man? Why does it matter? Why does my sexuality matter in terms of masculinity? In term, because then we need to define what that is. You know, you know, it's what, what, and I'm so glad that you brought that up, um, Harvey, the, the fact that you're, you're, you know, you have a, a, a black audience and as a black man, uh, things can kind of be a little bit different. And it just kind of occurred to me that as well, I, I see a lot how black men are actually fetish, uh, fetishized a lot as well, especially when it comes to pornography, unfortunately, you know, that mm -hmm. you've got this, uh, you know, this, this, this certain role that black men play within that kind of an industry. And it's, I, I can only imagine what it's like to, to see that kind of thing and think that you need to live up to that or be that or whatever. I mean, it's, um, and it's, 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 it's an uncomfortable reality. That's for sure. Yeah. It's life. And it's not something that everybody's going to comprehend, but you know what I, and it, I'm straight, I guess. So it's not something I really have to consider, but the more men who I speak to, who are bi, who are gay or whatever, and I fall into occasionally just thinking a little less because of this or because of that, who you love or who you sleep with, stuff like that. And I have to recognize that you are a man, no matter who you love, you're a man just because you're a man. That's yeah, it. Right. Yeah. And when we recognize that, that all that other stuff is superfluous, it's extra. I don't care who you sleep with or whatever. That's your business. Can I depend on you? Are you a man I can trust? Am I? Are yeah. you a man that I feel comfortable talking to about things? That's what a man is to me, not who you sleep with. Bingo. What's your character? And How do you treat people? Exactly. You know? That's the kind of thing that matters. What's, so then that leads me to the title of your podcast. Mm -hmm. Was there a reason you picked straight love? Did you need to preface? Listen, we're two men doing this podcast. We don't sleep together, by the way. We're two guys. We're straight. We're just talking about stuff. So that's the name of it. Was that, and if that, if that's completely wrong, then tell me. But I, that's in my head. That's what I was thinking. We gotta let these people know. Listen, we're two strong buff men. We're just talking about love, but we're straight. We like chicks. I don't know. <laughs> so, so I don't know. Give me a little info into how you came up with the name of the podcast. Oh man, me or you? Do you well, sure? I'll go. go. This is you know what I and I'll let you say this, but I think it's so interesting that you asked us that question. Yeah, it's almost too perfect. Actually. Yeah, so it actually has nothing to do with that. Awesome. But, okay. we, but we totally, totally understand why it was. So, um, as credit, he thought of the name. Okay. And I was like, "That's kind of great." And he goes, "Yeah," because we just it's like 
the straight delivery of love. No bullshit, no dancing around the mulberry bush. It's just, this is what we think about it. These are our straight thoughts, our straight feelings, our straight emotions. Like I said, giving it to you straight. Me being more of the apprehensive type, I would say, I was like, well, people are going to think that it's straight. Like we're, you know, parrying this emphasizing line between straight heterosexuality and and gay. And, and he says, fucking put me in my place immediately. He goes, if a person thinks that that's their perception of it, not ours. Right. And he goes, that speaks its own volume itself. And I was like, I'm sold, man. Yeah. And if you look at the way that the, if you look at our logo, it's str the number eight dot love. And the eight is, is put in a way. So it's an infinity symbol. So it just means, you know, it's kind of like love forever. And again, it's, it's, it's up to that person, the way that they view us, the way that they want to perceive it as to what that means to them. But there's, 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 there's no, there's no, uh, 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 there's nothing but love over here. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, that's our message and (laughs) take it for what it is. Right. And I, and I see, and I talk about, I fell right into, and not a trap that you set, but a trap that's there nonetheless. I'm like, okay, that's why they did that. And as much as I talk about masculinity, I'm still, I guess, struggling with what it means because I have to sit there and I'm seeing you. And the first thought is they said straight. And maybe that's why they're doing it. Because I know we're in our society and just in the world that we're in right now, two men just hanging out, just doing stuff. Immediately, we have to wonder, why are those two guys doing <laughs> What exactly are they doing? What's going on over there? Yeah, yeah. No question if two women are hanging out. Those are two friends. They're Ooh, doing whatever. Interesting, and yeah. I wouldn't want that at all. But two men, hmm, hmm. And I fell into that. That was not your point at all. But I think in the environment, in the kind of the landscape of the world right now, that's at least something somebody might think. And the fact that you didn't do it that way, it's all—it's a hook, I think, to a degree. Totally. It's like, oh, I'm going to take a look at this. What these, what these two guys talking about? <laughs> These are straight, super straight, man. I want to hear it. So I, so I think that's interesting. But, you know, but obviously that has nothing to do with so if... Obviously, I don't think you take offense to that, but no, not at all, not at all. And I mean, Jim and I are, are incredibly, incredibly close. You know, mm-hmm. we've been friends for a long, long time. We say we tell each other, "I love you" at the end of every podcast and probably at the end of every phone call that we have mm-hmm. as well. But we're super secure in our masculinity. You know, like I don't feel threatened by anybody's, um, you know, opinion of us or what they think of us or any of that kind of thing. Like we know who we are and we know who we are together. I mean, we're lifelong friends that love each other. What the fuck's wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And I, and I love that. One of the questions I ask men, and I don't know if I'm going to change the order, but I ask men what they do to sue, to self-soothe. What do you do to feel better about you? What do you do just for you? And then the other question I have is who's that friend that you've got when something, when you do some dumbish, who do you call who you can, oh my God, I just broke the heart of the woman who I was supposed to marry. I loved her and I did something stupid. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then do you have a friend who's going to be like, you know what? That was some dumb shit that you did. You're right. That was stupid. But who will listen to you? Who will support you? Are you guys that for each other? Yeah, for <laughs> me, for sure. I mean, yeah, yeah without question. It's, uh, 
you know, Jim and I have, I'm, I mean, I, I, I hate speaking for both of us all the time, but this, this guy's always going to be honest with me. So, I mean, he's not going to tell me what I, what I want to hear. It's what I need to hear. Right. And that's especially if I'm doing some dumb shit or, you know, if I'm, if we're talking and maybe I said something that's out of line, he's going to let me know, you know, just because that's the kind of friend that I want. And that's the kind of friend that I'm going to be for him. Right. Now, as, as far as what makes me feel good, Jim and I talk about this on the podcast all the time, like me and him have daily habits and routines that we do that we know pay off over time. So things like getting up early, making sure you get that glass of water in your right away, water before coffee, vitamin D, uh, vitamin D drops. If you're not getting sunlight, get the drops in you, um, you know, uh, like a little bit of meditation in the morning, a little bit of reading. Um, journaling, obviously, is a big thing for us as well. So with th these small little daily habits that Again, I'll speak for myself that I do. I know we're going to make me feel better at the end of the day and over time as well, as long as, long as I'm staying consistent with them. You know, uh, consistency is what pays off, man. So the more that you do these things, you know, you might not journal one day and then and then feel like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the best version of myself. That was great. But I guarantee if you do it enough, you do it enough and you stay with it and you're consistent with it, these small daily habits over time, you're going to feel good. You're going to feel real good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And from my perspective, I, I echo what he said about this friendship. Um, the one thing that really came to mind very quickly was when I was going through a, a really tough time, um, relationship wise speaking, and there's probably no one that knows more about me and things I've been through than this guy. And there was a point, uh, in within all of it, that it wasn't apparent to me because I was in like the eye of the storm that I just, I was, I was putting myself through the same shit. And then I go to him and tell him about it. And he was always there. And there's this one conversation that he said to me and he's like, I can't help you anymore because you're doing this to yourself over and over again, but I'll be here for you no matter what. And that's what a fucking real absolute friend is. Hmm. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah. I, I friendship is such a beautiful thing yeah. and it's, I don't, and it's, I don't know if it's something that we really promote when we're men. As I talk about this, we don't have tribes anymore. Mm. Men don't have groups of men. Like we get out, it almost seems like there's a negative connotation to it. A bunch of men hanging out. Maybe it's toxic. There's sure. something going on. There should, I should have a bunch of boys. And I'm like, something's going on. What's going on? I didn't get the job. I talked to this girl at the bar and she looked at me like it was a bum. All this crap, emotion. I should be able to tell people stuff. I should have a group of men who I should feel comfortable with who are going to tell me what I need to hear, yeah. what I need to hear. And I respect that. We're men. We're problem solvers. We're not about the softness. Get to the point mm -hmm. is that the reason she didn't talk to you is because that line was crap. And your man's going to tell you that. You didn't get that promotion because you haven't been putting in the work. A yeah, guy right. is going to tell you that stuff. Mm -hmm. And you need friends like that. And if we don't have friends. We can know people, but we don't have friends who, who got our back who will tell you the truth, good or bad, you're better in general. And I think that's one of the reasons why I did this podcast. But another reason is because I love the word prize. And this was a really bad segue to get into the podcast version of prize. If you've listened to the pod, you know what I do. I take the word prize. There are five letters in it, but I use four. And the, each letter represents a word, a characteristic that I think are good ones for men. First letter in the word prize is P. The word is purpose, reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. Either one of you, both of you, what is your purpose? 
for me, the last year, I'd say it's become really apparent. Um, it truly is as cliche as it sounds to make the best version of myself every day. I think this past year, we spoke about this recently on a podcast. I think this past year was probably the first year where I really, year, two years, where I really realized what it meant to love myself. And that by doing that, by feeling good about myself, by feeling good about whatever it is I'm doing, like you kind of define your own meaning. If something is important to you, that's your meaning. You know, if you endeavor upon that, that's your meaning, that's your purpose. Um, I can talk more about kind of higher, lower with that, but nonetheless, uh, for me, it was just the better that I felt about myself, the more that I loved myself, I felt like I could be that more in the world. And it wasn't like I was going to go build schools in a third world nation or giving, you know, half of my salary to a charitable organization. It was just like, if I can be every day better and be positive and, and someone say, Hey, you know, you're always really positive. That's really great. Like to me, that feels like a victory. To me, it feels like something I've never done before. Mm. Yeah. You know what, Harvey, that's, that's a, uh, I think that there's a lot of men right now that are searching for that, for that purpose. And I think that, uh, it, it can keep, you can end up kind of putting a lot of pressure on yourself as well, because it's like, what, you know, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? And it's not a, it's not an easy question to ask. And I, I don't know that I'm crystal clear on what my purpose is, but I know what I'm doing that feels good, you know, helping people. I'm big on volunteering. You know, I like to give back to the community and I love listening to people, man. You know, I don't know. I, I, I can't say this enough. I, the, a lot of the people that I meet that open up to me, I can tell they don't have a lot of people that listen to them. And I don't think that we're good at listening in general, man, in society. You know, I think there's a lot of people with a lot to say, but nobody to listen. And if anything, um, I love being that outlet for people. You know, I love being able to be able to ask them questions, leading questions, see what they're going, have them open up, have them know that I'm here to, to, to maybe not necessarily help, but at least be a sounding board, you know? So I don't know if that, if that answers your question, but I know that it, it's at least maybe leading me down a path somewhere that purpose is one day going to be a little bit more obvious what it is but that's kind of what I'm following right now is something to do with really making sure that people have a voice that's heard I don't know that's that's the best way I can answer it what you just mentioned about listening it's I don't think we have in men we don't have a lot of people that I mean there's always this distinction between listening and hearing and such yeah People hear what I have to say, but are you listening? Yeah. Do and that's one part of being a good friend is yeah. that I know you. So sometimes you're saying some stuff, and I'm like, dude, that's shit. That's you just put that's just the facade. What's really going on? Hmm. What is really so somebody who knows you, who listens to you, and not just your words, but how you deliver it and your body, everything. Yeah. We rarely have people like that who sit in front of us or sit on the phone with us. And really listen to what we have to say. That's mm -hmm. why it's so hard for men. I can't lay my troubles in front of any just any man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, don't think we don't think anybody cares, right? Like, why am I going to have somebody listen to me when I don't think they're going to listen to begin with? So why am I going to say anything? Yeah. So to a degree, this is this podcast is the same thing. I'm yeah. like, I need, I want to listen. So I'm like, men, come on, let's do it. And our mutual friend, Carl. Yeah. Can, and. After we spoke the first time, I've spoken to him twice. 
After we spoke the first time, I'm like, how was this? Did you enjoy? He's like, you're one of the first people who just let me talk and did not interrupt me. Right on, And it, it, it didn't really hit me, but I'm like, that's true. I've done other podcasts. And I don't want to say that I'm this fantastic speaker, but I was about to hit this point. I was about to change your life. And the dude just cut me off. And I'm like, people, <laughs> and people don't. And they, and they don't always listen. And I think, to a degree, I think women get that because it's supposed to be emotional. They're supposed to let it out. And we as men need to do that. And we need mm. it too. Yeah. Yeah. And you were talking about, <clears throat> Jim, you were talking about how you're bettering yourself are you at the point, are you okay with being a better version of yourself? And it might not say hurt somebody else, but it may be helping me, doesn't entirely help you. That when I'm looking to be better me, I might've always considered your feelings, your situation, your opinion and stuff. Are you okay with being better? And listen, you may not like it, but in the end, I'm better for me. Are you at that point where you you have enough focus that you're it and you're worth sometimes somebody else being a little uncomfortable? I think I'm getting there. I think what has transformed for me is that if it's a circumstance or a situation that isn't serving me, I, I think I'm better now able to remove myself from it you know you said in your opening about taking punches dodging punches I think I'm learning when to take them dodge them give them if I need to but in a way that's not meant I mean sometimes it happens but it's not meant to hurt anybody it's not meant to it's certainly not an intent for me to benefit from someone else's detriment um but yeah, I think I'm getting better for sure with like valuing, as you said, valuing myself and on and honoring myself. Cause I felt what it feels I, I felt what it feels like to feel the worst. And I don't want to go back there. And I know what that was a product of. And so I just want to keep climbing that ladder. And I think the higher you climb, the the more you won't have those circumstances. I think it, it's for the betterment of kind of everybody that you're sort of involved, you know. The next I'll, I'll just I'll add to oh, that very quickly, Harvey, because, uh, not, not, and not necessarily for myself, but I know that there are men who want to get better, want to make changes. And like, you know, for instance, let's say a guy wants to stop drinking so much with his buddies, right? So he's going to make that change in his life, but at the detriment of maybe losing some of those friendships, because now he's not going to be able to go hang with the boys and, you know, throw back a six pack on a Saturday night because he wants to make sure that he's up early to go to the gym the next day. So he's going to be taking heat for that. He's probably going to have these guys talking shit about him. Um, but at the end of the day, it's kind of like, what's going to be best for you, man? You know, like how long are you going to keep doing that? How long, how long until you're going to wake up one day and be like, you know, what's, you got to kind of make that sacrifice. And I know it's hard and it's not easy, especially when you got the same buddies that you've been with forever. And, but you got to realize at some point, maybe they're the ones that are holding you back. I don't know. I, that's just the kind of one of the things that came to me when you asked that question, which again was an interesting question. I asked that for a few. I mean, one, and you gave a great example with that, you know, potentially losing friends because of something that you're used to doing. But it could be something as simple as I'm a married man. So married, you know, wife, four kids, and I'm the stay-at-home dad. I'm home with these kids, crazy as they as they are, and they are, but they're mine. But when you are at home with children, a lot 
at times I need to get away from them. Sure. And at times getting away from them isn't as isn't at the right time for my wife. Mm-hmm. But I have to value myself. Good for you. Listen, babe, I know it's hectic. I know it's busy. I know these kids are being ridiculous. The house is a mess. They're not listening. I got to go. I need to go do something for like two hours. And man, if you're not I'm putting not, yourself, hold on. I'm sorry to interrupt, man. Yeah, if you're not putting cool. yourself yeah. first once in a while, how are you going to be able to be that dad that they need? Right? Exactly. Exactly. So even though I'm not doing it to hurt you, I'm doing it to help me. And, and them, and, really. And, and yes, and them. And I said that all the time. I can't help you. I have to pull my mask on first before I can help you with yours. Yeah. And that's the situation. Yeah, yeah, sometimes, yeah. Good analogy. Yeah. Sometimes I got to go. And I and I know they suck because I'm with them all the time. I'll be back. And when I come back, I'll be better, more energetic, Boom. more patient, more. I can do more. But right now I got to go. And sometimes to take care of ourselves, somebody not suffer, but somebody has to deal a little while yep. while yep. I find myself again. Sure. And and I, I spent a lot of time when I talk to men that I coach or whatever do you value yourself enough to take care of you whenever the situation allows or even when it doesn't? Mm-hmm. When you need you, and there are times when I know it, I am gonna, I'm gonna lose it. These four kids, I have an 18 year old son and three daughters. The estrogen is all over this house. I gotta get <laughs> out of here from home. I gotta go. And I'm just gonna step out. Do you value your sanity enough to, I gotta step away. I'll be back and I'll be better for you, but I just gotta go. Give me an opportunity. Are you in a situation where that's allowed? And that's a whole nother thing. Man, you know, it, but it's, 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 it, it, that also comes kind of comes down to perception. You know, some people will look and it's like, why is this guy abandoning his family at this moment? But, mm-hmm. you know, the other perception is he's doing it to be a better man so that he can be a better. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's all, it's all whatever story you want to tell yourself, man. Exactly. And, and hopefully you got people in your life that understand that because I, I certainly understand it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And that's important. As men, yeah. we need people around us who recognize when you're trying to take care of yourself, who understand the situation and, and are supportive of it. Yeah. Because it's hard enough for us to get to a place to value ourselves and put ourselves first. If the mm-hmm. people around us don't support it, it's even harder to do it. So it's it's a big deal. Um, I like this one because this question I'm going to ask because I because I have the two of you here. So resilience is the next word in prize. The capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and toughness. I want to ask, and this isn't about you guys specifically, this is about the friendship. Has there been a moment, has there been a situation where you two were in whatever situation where this is the moment where you're like, I have a friend for life? Is there a moment Hmm. where you're like, we were good, whatever, something happened, we butted heads, we did whatever, but we got past it. And this is my ride or die friend. Is there a moment for you guys? So I'm going to let him answer first, but I think I already know what your answer is going to be. Really? Go. You, you say it. Outside the soccer game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, we played soccer for years. That's how we met. Yeah. When we were 13. Yeah. And then we played right up until well, I was like 30, I think. When Yeah. Yeah. So almost. Yeah. Yeah. 15, 15 years of soccer together at least. Um, at Vince Lee. At my truck. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's honestly like a really sort of benign kind of moment but not I we were I was just leaning it was after a game like he was saying and we've been friends for quite some time at that point and I was leaning up against my 
uh, truck and we were speaking with each other. And I don't know, I've known him for so long and he's always been who he's been. But at that point in time, I was just like, I was in such admiration of like, what a positive guy this is. What a, like the light that this guy brings to my life. Every time I see him, every time I'm with him, if even if I was the shittiest I've been, I'm less shitty after sharing company with them. And it was just, it was kind of like this, I'm going to, I need to have this guy in my life forever. Like, why wouldn't I, you know, why wouldn't, if that choice is mine, then I'm going to make that choice. And yeah, like I said, it's, it's not really, it wasn't this big, huge volcanic fireworks moment, but it was just, yeah, this is it. That's, that's, that's awesome, man. And thanks for saying all that. That was great. I think that it's, it's so interesting, man, that, that I remember exactly that moment that you're talking about. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I'm 42 years old. I've been alive for, I don't know how many thousands of days, but we still only have a certain amount of memories up there that we're kind of keeping in the, uh, you know, in the vault kind of thing. And uh, I don't know why, but I mean, like when you say that too, I remember, like, I remember what the truck looked like. I remember being in the back of it. I remember what we were talking about. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that I would say that that was the same for me, but I remember it being like a, a conversation where I was like, fuck man. Like, yeah, this is, this is just, it's my bro is my boy. Like we always, we always have um, these deep conversations that, you know, a lot of guys don't end up having. And, and that's, that's why we even ended up, you know, starting the podcast in the first place. Cause we would talk on the phone for like, yeah. you know, hours and then we're like, shit, people should hear what we're saying, man. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. it's good, you know, yeah. but uh, that, 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 that moment outside, uh, outside the game, for sure. I would say, uh, like you said, not, not, not to pinpoint it because of anything astronomical that happened, but a moment nonetheless. So. And it wasn't a moment. It was a moment for you too. So it's, yeah. it's important for you too. So it's not this big extravagant marriage proposal that cost millions of dollars, but it's a moment yeah. that you important enough that you both remember it. So it's mm-hmm. clearly something that you guys have together, which is wonderful for men to have. I should have a moment with a platonic friend. That's something that sticks. That makes me happy. And I say that a lot <clears throat> when I talk to men too, especially as we're recording this, we're a few weeks past the holiday season. And I spent a lot of time talking about how with men, holidays are tough. We're struggling. A lot of us are alone. A lot of us are not with our spouses, with our kids. We're just alone with our thoughts. Hmm. Am I a good enough father? Was I a good enough husband? Maybe that's not why I'm with my family anymore. And when we have time to sit in negativity Hmm. and we don't get a lot of positivity spoken to us, we don't have, I'm not getting that back. So I'm allowed to sit here and think I suck and to think I wasn't worthy and that my kids don't love me and that I'm never going to find another person. And with the holidays, suicide goes up, anxiety goes up, depression, all these bad things that happen. You need somebody who loves you. And I say to men all the time, just so you know, there is somebody who's, like you said, who is happier than they were 10 seconds ago because you walked in the room. They are happy because you called them, because you texted them, because you made some dumb joke to them. Your presence lights Mm. somebody's life. And Mm. it's important that we remember that, especially men and especially another man to say that, dude, I'm happier because I talked to you. You had a crap ass day. But you called me and we had a 10 minute conversation. I'm solid. I'm good. So I, friendship is a beautiful thing. It makes it makes me happy because it's necessary. It's good for our heart. It's good for our soul. It's yeah, good man. for the community. It's good for our tribe. It's good for everything. 
when I have a good friend, everything is going to be okay. Life isn't perfect, but I can, I can deal with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's that saying, man? People won't always remember the what you did, but they'll remember the way you, they made I mean, you feel. feel yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah. Feeling, man, that's everything, you know, emotionally. What, how did you connect with me? What, how did my heart feel when, we're, when you're around that kind of thing? I mean, it's, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I feel I feel fortunate. I got a guy like, uh, you know, Jim is, is uh, in, in my life. I'm, you know, even a guy like Carl that you had on before, Coach Carl. He's another one, a close friend of ours. And I mean, you don't need a lot of friends, man. But you, you do need some ride or die dudes, man, that are just going to fucking be with you no matter what. And uh I wish more men had that because I'm a huge, I'm a huge advocate for men. I, I mean, I love being a guy. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, me too. yeah. I Sometimes I you feel bad seeing that because there's so many people that are like, oh, you know, like masculinity is toxic. And it's like, no, there's just assholes out there. You know, yeah. that's what it's like. Yeah. Let's start, let's start treating people like who they are individually rather than blanketing a whole gender or race or whatever the fuck it is, man. You know, I don't, I don't buy any of that shit. I hear you. I agree entirely. I, like you said, I like being a guy too. This is just, this is who I am. Take me. I think I'm pretty cool. Like there you I said, go, man. I agree. <laughs> we think so. Awesome. We skipped the I. Did I, were you going to say something, Jim? I didn't mean to, did I cut No, no, not at all. Let's go. Okay. We skipped the I because we'll come back to it. The next letter in the word prize, the letter is Z. The word is zeal. I love this. Mm. So this is for each of you. In enthusiastic devotion aside from work and maybe the podcast or whatever what is it that you are enthusiastically devoted to what gets you out of bed and we'll start with you Doug. for me it goes back again to the betterment of myself i i'm a little bit i'm, I'm really enamored with feeling good about myself because i've felt really shitty about myself i'm enthusiastic about not being scared to be myself not being scared to be that masculine side and that typical masculine side but to also have that typical feminine side stereotypical however you sort of want to put it into the bucket and I'm learning more and more that I've said this before it was recently on podcast that all those cliches that I would have rolled my eyes at five years ago, I totally believe them now. You know, don't see stuff as a problem, see it as a challenge because challenges have positive solutions. And it's kind of like what motivates me every day to, to be better. You know, like my work is great. I, I don't think I'm changing the world with it, but what it does is it helps me change my world. And if I can live that more broadly as an example, um, that makes me feel better. And it, it feels a little bit sort of self-centered and maybe selfish when I say it, but I really am like hooked on this feeling and life about feeling better for myself and, and showing that, right. And not being scared to be that. Cause for a long time, I was, I didn't know who the hell I was. The same thing. Like, I didn't know what it means to be a man. It, it was at one point in time running around with your, with your 10 group of friends and, you know, with your chest puffed out and sure, maybe that was good for a, a bit of time, but it's not real, you know, like this feels like it's real. Hmm. Yeah. For me, I, you know what? Uh, and Jim and I talk about this a lot as well Is that I, I just have a, like a, a zest for life. There's another Z word for you. I just, I, I really, I, I, and that's why I have such a fear of death, I think, because I like living so much, 
you know, like I really do. Like I, every day I've, I've kind of cultivated this life over time where I've got, I'm surrounded by really wonderful people. Um, I'm just happy, man. You know, like I was talking, I, I, I talk with people sometimes about, um, again, because I, I like listening to them and people will open up and be very honest with me about their challenges with anxiety and depression, those kinds of things. And, you know, I couldn't get out of bed last week. And it's just like, that's, that's so foreign to me. You know, I, I can't, I can't identify with that. And I've got so much empathy for people that struggle with that. Cause I can only imagine what that feels like, but I, I feel like I'm kind of on the opposite spectrum of that. You know, like I just, I love, I love life. I'm a happy guy, you know, I'm, I'm joyful. So um, that's what gets me up every day, man, is, is I get to do it again. You know, <laughs> every day it's like, oh, good, more of this. <laughs> that's good. Did you enjoy living when you were growing up, when you were younger? Are your teen years a time for you to appreciate loving life? What was it like for you growing up? I'll start with yeah. you. Yeah. Hey, man, uh, like, you know, like anybody else, I, everybody kind of had challenges and that kind of stuff. I, I had a great upbringing, though. Like, my parents still together. Um, I, had a, I had a really solid upbringing, you know, and I think that, that I was very privileged in that way. I don't like to throw around that word a lot, but I mean, I, 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 I was that I had two parents that worked hard that raised me right. And, um, you know, I certainly wasn't, uh, didn't uh, go without giving them headaches and all that kind of thing. But uh, I just, I feel like, you know, I, I, I was, I was, I made better choices in life because I had a better support system. And that kind of led me down a better road. You know, you're going to have less roadblocks if you're making better decisions and you're responsible and I mean, like I've, I've, I've fucked up once or twice. Don't get me wrong. And um, Jim knows probably more than anybody, the kind of adventures that I've been on. Um, uh, but uh, I, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be here now, to, despite everything that's happened, whether it's good or bad, I wouldn't be in this, in at, at, at this, at this moment right here, talking to you, loving life, if it all didn't go down the way that it did, man, you know, so I've got, even though I, I, I might have regrets, I have probably very few. What about you, Jim? Um, it wasn't the best for me, you know. I struggled a lot. Um, I, I, yeah, growing up was a little bit tough for me. Um, I, I had a lot of advantages, don't get me wrong. I also had a, a mom and a dad, and they worked really hard to provide everything for my brother and I. But um, definitely with some challenges there, especially from the kind of uh, father-son, uh, you know, what it means to be a man. Mm -hmm. um, Struggled with that a lot, struggled with um, not feeling great about myself, depression uh, mm -hmm. for quite some time. And I mean, a lot of things were good, don't get me wrong, um, especially upon appearance and on the outside. But I would say probably till my late 20s, uh, I, I had a lot of challenge with everything. So th that's why it even sort of the things that I've spoken about already, finding myself and just feeling good about myself. That's why it's even so much more prevalent for me to live that life now because i i think i felt what it was to be on the other side mm -hmm. even amidst like i said having tons of advantages and and having the ability to have a great life and not feel that way which just speaks so much to how so much of it is really on the inside and what you're doing for yourself are you happy yeah that's another and, good question, man. It's so simple, but shit, it's, it's a good question. It, it does give people pause. Yeah. 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 And 
I ask that because you know the other side of that. You know what it's yeah. like to not be happy. So yeah. you could really appreciate it. When yeah. you, and it's, it doesn't mean I have all the money in the world, all the women in the world, all the cars, all the houses, but I am happy. It's a small word, but it has so much meaning, oh. so much to say and mean that I'm yeah. happy is yeah. a powerful place to be. And to a hundred percent, man, it's actually really mean it when you say, it. you know, we got people that are always chasing that bag and always want more and always not in that bigger house and another car. And you're, you're, you know, you're, you're competing with the Joneses and that kind of thing. And it's like, you're, what are you chasing? You think you're chasing happiness, but are you really like, what are you ever going to get there? You know, if, if you're not happy now, shit, I don't know, like figure it out somehow, man. Like, I'm. I mean, it, it, like you said, there is a lot of power in that. And I mean, if you're not, if you're not living a happy life, I mean, Jim and I had a, had an episode of the, what is it? The top seven regrets of the dying five. Yeah. With the top five. And one of them was, uh, yeah, I don't know if you know the story of that, but there was a, a nurse that worked in palliative care and she wrote a book because she, she ended up, I mean, she had so much experience with people at the end of their lives. And then at the end of their lives, they would get very honest with themselves, you know? And, and one of the regrets was, I wish I would have been happier. So imagine lying on your deathbed and being like, fuck, I just lived my whole life and I wasn't happy. Like, I'm not going to let that shit happen ever. You know, let's learn from their mistakes and let's, let's see if, how we can try and be happy now somehow. That's true. Yeah. I think about that a lot. You know, when you're a parent and you've got kids and especially I have an 18 year old son who mm -hmm. is just kind of, he's still a kid. I don't care 18 or not, whatever. He's mm -hmm. still and I'm sending him out into the world. And now he's working and doing whatever. And now he's a car kid. So now he looks at cars and he wants one. Like, I want to get this car now. And I'm like, you'll get there. Mm -hmm. You're not at the point where you can get a car where you can kind of put stuff together, change the engine, do whatever. Right now, concentrate on life and being happy with what you've got and what mm -hmm. you're doing and knowing and being able to define what happiness means to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what makes you happy doesn't have to make me happy that's right what when are you and do you know it yet or are you just going to know when you get there because mm. there's so many things to it i i can say that i'm on the road to happy i have my happy moments good but i'm not happy yet but i know yeah. when i will i know when i get to this when i've done this when i've had you guys on the podcast when i've had these people i want when i talk to this person when i reach happiness it's going to be a special, it's going to be a special moment. And not to say that I'm depressed now, or I'm not, or I'm in a bad place right now. I'm just on the road to something that's going to be better. And recognition of that is just as important. Mm -hmm. Well, I enjoy that journey too, man. Enjoy exactly. it. You know? Yeah. yeah. And when I is. get there, oh yeah, and when yeah. I am happy, I'm going to appreciate the road. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to love it. I remember that day. I remember that day. I wasn't feeling good. And today I'm fucking awesome. And I love life because that day I did, you know, and, and totally it's, life is thought-provoking when you allow it to but recognize yeah. that it's still good this it's something's coming and that's what it is for me i recognize that happiness is coming and when i get there you're not gonna be able to pull me out that room that's it i'm happy i got in i locked the door i hope these people are with <laughs> me but if they're not they're not whatever i'm happy and that's me and they'll go to the last letter in the word prize the letter is e and the word is expectation a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. I'll start with you, Derek. What do you expect? 
who who's Derek going to be in five years? Man, you're you're asking me that question at the right time because uh, I'm going to be a father for the first time at the end yes. of May. So uh, I'm 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 really jazzed about that, man. Oh, congratulations! Uh, thank you, thanks, Harvey. Um, so. Uh, who am I going to be in five years, man? You know, I feel like I'm uh, I'm going to be making a lot of um, I'm going to be discovering a lot about myself in the next little while um, with a son or daughter coming into my life. So, uh, who I'm going to be is uh, is a provider for my family, a protector, and um, you know, my kid is 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 you know, it's interesting, man. I I, I hear a lot of people who. And I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent here. And I mean, you as a father yourself, you feel free to chime in anytime. But people always say, you know, my kid comes first, my kid comes first, my kid comes first. But at the end of the day, you know, like you were saying, you got to put yourself first. And I got to put my 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 wonderful uh, the lady that I have in my life first sometimes as well, man. That relationship has to come first. So uh, I'm going to be somebody who's increasing his self-awareness every day. And uh, trying to make sure that uh, I'm making good decisions for myself and for my family. I'm going to jump on that. I have a question for you just on top of this. So you're going to be a dad soon. Let's say, okay, in 10 years, and in the sex of your child is unimportant. If I'm able to talk to Derek Jr. or Derika in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. That's good, man. Yeah, yeah. Rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I get to speak to that child in 10 years, what would you want that child to say to me about you? Holy shit, is that a good question? Oh my God, man. Um, yeah, he made me laugh and feel loved every day. <laughs> that's good. I mean, maybe that's a tall order, man, but I just, you know, I want to, uh, you know, I just want them to be happy. You know, that's kind of the, the, the running theme of this episode, I think, is what's life all about if you're not happy? So I'll, uh, I'll try and inject it. You know, if they could say he made me happy or he added to my happiness, you know, um, I think I'm doing my job then. That's awesome. That's it. I, I've got the four, like I keep saying, I, I love my kids. I love being a dad. And if you talk to any of my kids right now, particularly the daughters, it might not be the best conversation because their teen angst is at its highest right now. <laughs> yeah, at, I can imagine. At the apex. So, oh my God, he's always bugging me. I'm always on my phone. He's bugging me about doing schoolwork and blah, 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 whatever, and hanging out with the family. For me right now, if you talk to my kids, I would want them to actually be able to say, you know what? He's always there. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, good or bad. I mean, when something bad is happening, he's there. When something good is happening, he's there. He's always here. I would rather my kids respect my presence as opposed to the presence that I make it. Forget the superficial. I'm yep. in your face. I am here. You don't have to. I'm a dad. I love embarrassing my kids. It's just part of the day. <laughs> I love doing that, but I am here. And I didn't grow up in a house where I had a, I had a father who was there. He was in the building, but he wasn't present. And sure. you understand the difference? Yeah. And that's, that was a big thing for me. I am here. I'm not just, some men are here, but not here. I am yeah. in you. 
face. I mean your life. I'm in that phone. I know what you're doing. I know what music you listen to, and I'm going to make fun of it because you don't listen to good music. The only good music, <laughs> music I listen to, what is this crap you're listening to? I'm just the kind of dad I am. So when she's talking to her friends, oh my God, he was making fun of the stuff and whatever. I'm like, you're listening to K-pop. Of course I'm going to make fun of that. You don't listen to good stuff. I listen to Hall of Notes growing up. You listen to this? What is this? And I, that's the kind of parent that I want to be. The one that's in their face. And as long as you recognize my existence and yeah. the and the presence that I have, the power, it means something. I want my presence to mean something. And you're going to do that without question. We, I think we as men, because we don't literally go through the pregnancy, right? so we're kind of looking at it from the outside. We're watching this baby grow and everything. And it's a lot of time for introspection. Am I going to be a good dad? There's no book. Where is the manual? Nobody, mm -hmm. I don't know how to do it. And just be you is usually enough. And the kids will love you for it. And I think you're going to be awesome as a father. You, you talk about my enthusiasm. I can see it. You're going to have this kid. Life is going to change. If it's a daughter, you're done. It's <laughs> over. If you have a daughter, forget it. She's going to have you wrapped up. Here's my I believe it. Okay. Yeah. Yes, you want another pony? Sure, go get it. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. It won't make it work. So, yeah. <laughs> Right on, so well thanks for saying that Harvey. i appreciate it no problem we i don't know i think it's on our nature as men to, because we provide and yep. sometimes we treat it as superficial but we provide emotionally too and i take that as more important than any dollar bill i can give my child but given that empathy that love that support i think that's most important do you think a lot of men are aware of that you know the fact that they that they do play that role that they should be playing that role because i think as men you know i i mentioned being a provider, security and that kind of thing. But yeah, uh, emotional support and love as well. I mean, that's that's really important. I think that, I don't know, is that is, do you think that that's at the forefront of a lot of men's minds? No, not at all. Right. Because we're because we're so conditioned to buy things, to, right. get, to, to give you this game, this phone, this house, those clothes. But right. I don't think we recognize, especially when you have a daughter, we, we mold their confidence Hmm. their self-worth, everything. We have such an effect on our girls. When they've got a man there who loves them, who is empathetic, who is emotional, who will hug them, who will play around with them, they grow up knowing that they're loved. And when you know you're loved, you're better. You're more comfortable in any situation. You handle conflict better. You can see a friend a mile away, but you can see an enemy a lot. Yeah. Closer. Mm -hmm. All these things. And dads, we minimize fatherhood. A lot, and mm. we're so important. We are so important. So no, we don't. There's a lot of fathers who have no clue, and that's why when I get dads, I, I'll I'll talk to dads for hours. I'm a pro. When yeah. it comes to talking to a father, what do you do for this? When's the last time you did this? Did you hug him? Did you? If you have a son, son's even bigger. Yeah. Because I have a real problem with being emotional. I'm not the hugging type, but my son will hug me for three, four days consecutively. And after 10 <laughs> hugging, I'm like, you need you to get up off me. But he's that guy. And it's an urge. I will hug my daughters. But my son, it, it, it's more because we're not men. We're not supposed to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So being a parent, when you're a really good parent, you've really learned about yourself mm. because you can be better with your kid. And I feel good about me. I can be much better for them. And that's in life in general, when your parents even more apparent. So, yeah, I can, again, I have to stop talking about being a father because we'll just be here until tomorrow. 
man. I'm digging it. I'm digging everything you're saying, man. Jim, I will ask you in in five years, what do you expect? What do you expect from you? What change will come about for you in the next five years? I don't know. And I'm okay with that. What I feel like I'm doing right now is setting myself up for whatever the success is going to be. I'm a big person on <clears throat> peace, stability, security. Uh, like I've said, I'm, I'm really just learning what it is to be about uh, myself. Uh, I've, I've sort of, I'm not done with it yet, but I've gone through a lot of feeling um, down, I guess, about being 42 and I'm, I've never been married. Um, you know, I'm, I've been in long-term relationships, but currently I'm not. Am, have I wasted time? Am I behind? Am I late in things? You know, should I have had children? Well, I still have them. Do I want them? I've been through those paces of feeling shitty about that and realizing that I'm here now. So I need to make the most of it now and having faith. A lot of my path for the last number of years has been love, big part of you know what we're doing and, and that exploration. And I think now for me is to have faith that that stuff is supporting what's happening now. And that if I sort of have a little bit of that kind of uh, broad focus that all my doors stay open. And so my expectation of myself is just to keep being on that path, keep growing, keep being a better person, keep knowing I can be a better person um, and keep having great people in my life and supporting him when he has his baby. And that, that all that stuff means the world to me. When he told me he was having a kid, man, I was ecstatic. ecstatic. I, I don't even know how to, you know, I know what you mean. I yeah, I couldn't mean. wait to tell them either, man. You know, those are the kinds of things you can't wait to tell the people that you love. So yeah, because this is like, and and I can already tell, you know, in this brief time that we've shared together, like you guys are people that should be having children. Not everybody <laughs> should be. Yeah. That ain't true. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, the energy that you have, the energy I know he has, I've known it for a million years. That is going to inherently be imprinted on your children. They're going to see that. And and you won't make all the right decisions. You won't know everything to do. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. But that energy you have, that's irreplaceable as well. And not everybody has that. It's not a criticism, not at all. People are all at different levels and places and spaces in their lives. But you guys are the people that should be having children and passing that down. Thanks, man. Thank you. I appreciate, thank you also. I talk to fathers a lot and I say this all the time, every episode, I, I say this, but when I've got, a, a, you know, God, a guy who's about to become a father and as being one, and I've got two friends on. So I think this is interesting. Um, a really good friend can tell you who you are. Your child is going to show you who Ooh, you are. Wow. This guy, Jim can tell you when you're being a gay. When you're, you know, when you're making jokes, when you are saying inappropriate things, but when you see your four-year-old say a joke that was ridiculous and you know he heard you say it, (laughs) my God, (laughs) our kids are very much, I say my kids are my agents of the world 
So yeah, I set them like out that. there. Right. But my kids are me. How does my kid handle conflict? How does my, is my kid respectable? My son is, is my kid a chauvinist? He better not be. If he is, it's because of me. But my son is respectful. My son opens up. Think about this. It's me and my son and four women. And then we have a dog that's a female and two cats. It's a whole lot of women in this house. You're outnumbered. Yeah. I am. And for years, and I've given up the fight. So, <laughs> but is when I send my son out, I'm not there. But does he open the door for that woman that he sees? Is he respectful? Mm -hmm. Is it the typical, does he stand on the outside when he's walking the street? All these things are representations of me. So your kid is very much your agent. People who know him and know that he's good, they know you and they know that you're good because they see your agent. They see your progeny. I think that's the right word. Whoever you send out into the world. So it's important wow. that we take care of it. We have to be good yeah. because if we're not, not only am I bad, to all my people, my kid is, and all his people. Sure. We have a responsibility to be good people for ourselves, for my wife, for my friends, for my kids, whatever. And my kid, and my kid, my kid is going to be good because he has to be, because I have to be good. So I always, I always think that's a good, a good barometer for why I'm going to be the kind of person I am or the kind of person I am already, because I want my kid to be good too. It's more responsibility of just being nice. I have to be nice so that he can be nice, so that he can be nice to that girl that he might eventually date and mm -hmm. marry and have kids with. By extension, there's a lot, there's a lot writing on the kind of man that I am. And I think that's important. I'm going to end this part of the mantra with a question that I ask in a different podcast. I don't know if you guys know it. I have a podcast with my wife and it's called Love is Black. And we talk about our relationship, mm. black couple. And we've had other couples come on and we just talk about stuff. Mm -hmm. And we end those episodes with couples with this question. What, and this is for each of you, so take a moment and think about it. This friendship that you guys have, how has Derek, being a friend to James, how has that friendship made you a better person? Why are you better? Because James is your, he's your friend. And James, why are you better? Because Derek is your like, I mean, for me, J J Jim is just a really good person, you know. Like Jim, Jim's a role model for a lot of men. Like I think that it's, it's very appropriate that he's on this prize, uh, this on this podcast, Harvey, because I'm always telling him he's a prize, you know. Like I mean, Jim's the kind of guy who. Let me just put it this way. Like if I could, if someone could take my consciousness and place it in like an isolation chamber and say one person in this world could take care of your body for the next month. And uh, who, 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 who's, whose responsibility would you give that to? I'd be like this guy, man, just because, you know, he's he's a good person at his soul. And just by proxy being with him just makes me a better person. The conversations that I have with him, you know, he he makes me more intelligent. He teaches me things. You know, because we have those kinds of conversations about the world, the universe, God, prayer, love, all those kinds of things, man. And every time that we talk, every time we see each other all the time, so we have a podcast every two weeks. Every time before we have a podcast, we, we sit around the kitchen table and just chat, man, about the whole world. And every single time he either teaches me something, makes me laugh. It's all a gift, man. You know, so I mean... Uh, you make me a better person by being the kind of person that you are. Simple as that. Oh, oh I would hug you too, but I'm not close. <laughs> and to you, sir. 
Yeah, this is an easy one for, for me to answer. Thank you for asking it. Um, his love for life, his positivity, and this is part of when the, the at the truck story thing, it wasn't apparent to me that much for a number of years, but I, it's inspiring to me. Like I, I admire it. This guy lives life with his pedal, with the pedal to the floor. If he wants to do something, he goes and does it. He's an adventurer. He's an explorer. He's, he, he can, if you're a stranger and you're in the same room as him, you're friends with him in, in eight <laughs> seconds or less. He'll make sure you're friends with him in eight seconds or less, and you will want to be friends with him. <laughs> it won't be like, get this guy away from me. What's his deal? You will want to be friends with him because that's just how he radiates. We laugh like crazy yeah. together all the time. This is, a, this is a great story for me. The place that we go take our meditation class, they do meditation retreats about five years ago or so. They were doing one to India and I really wanted to go. Mm. And I, I didn't have the courage to go on my own. And I said to myself, if I ask him to go, I know he'll say yes, which means I can't back out. No. Yeah. So I okay. asked him to go. Of course, he said, yeah, I'm totally in. And so we went and we had a blast and we had an amazing time. And, you know, like he's, he was my strength to do that. And, it, and, and I knew that I needed that, you know? Hmm. And um, yeah, that's, it's all of that. That's awesome. That is awesome. This is one of my favorite relationships and I've just spent a little time talking. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful to see. I am, I am on a nice, comfortable, I can comfortably say that I am jealous. And now I'm looking <laughs> to kind of find somebody who I can be this, enjoy life. And I have a wife who's like my best friend and I love her right today. But I, I, I want a guy who I can have that kind of relationship with. So I, well, I'm so happy that you guys have each other. And <clears throat> I'm going to end it with, I, there's, no, there's no better way to go with that. Tell everybody where they can find you guys. Tell us a little bit about the podcast. Self-promotion at its finest. Go. <laughs> well, I mean, we have uh, uh, new episodes every Thursday, every second Thursday. You can find us everywhere that you can find podcasts, whether that's uh, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, you name it. Uh, and you can follow us on Instagram. That's straight love. So str the number eight dot love, um, you know, and connect with us on there. We respond to every DM. We respond to every comment. Um, you know, if you ever want to reach out for whatever reason, you know, I'm a good listener. So um, uh, we're, we're, we love, we love fans. We love interacting with fans. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much us in a nutshell. Awesome. I'm so glad I got to talk to you guys. Me I too, man. Hell yeah. So ready to have this conversation. And it's even better than I thought it would be. You guys are special. You guys are the epitome of what male friendship is, what what it means to have somebody in your corner. You're, That's you're a beautiful the, thing to say, man. It really is. Thank you. Thanks for reminding us, Harvey. Yeah. No problem. It was my pleasure. So any links to their podcast and whatever will be in the episode notes. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you. No problem. To the men who've been listening, in case you forgot, you are valuable. You are special. You are loved. There's somebody, and I said it before, I'm saying it again. There's somebody who's waiting for you to come into the room right now. Their day is crap right now, and you're about to change somebody's perception of the day. Somebody's Monday is about to get better because you're showing up. Make sure you always show up.
Thank you to everybody who listens. Thank you, everybody who watches. And to all you men, never, ever, 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 ever forget you are the man and never forget that you are the prize. I'll see you next week. Have a good one, guys. Thank you for listening to the Men Are the Prize podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow Harvey on the gram at Men of Zealous Nature or on Twitter at Men Zealous. Have a great week and never forget, you are a man and you are the prize.